Kia ora koutou katoa and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey on the Kaka. Today it's all about Australia and China, America and Britain. We're going to get an announcement, it seems, at nine o'clock of a big new defence deal involving Australia, Britain and America. It's all about Australia looking to get hold of nuclear-powered submarines and long-range strike missiles. This is, again, of course, all about China and uh, Australia's view that it now needs stronger defence to deal with China. Now, we haven't heard the reaction from China yet, but they're not going to like this, the idea of the Australians having nuclear-powered submarines and talking about long-range missiles. There has, in the past, been talk about Australia wanting actual nuclear missiles. Uh, That's um, not going to thrill anyone. This is a new alliance that's going to be called AUKUS. There's no mention in various reports out this morning previewing this announcement of what this means for ANZUS or whether the Australians actually contacted us before doing this because it's going to poke Australia. This this is Australia poking China in the eye again. Now, watch out today also for more on vaccination rates. Uh, Michael Plank, the COVID-19 modeler, has come out and said that we really need to get vaccination rates well over 90% to avoid our intensive care units and hospitals being swamped with outbreaks because of Delta being so infectious and so many people needing to go to hospital if they get it, particularly if they're unvaccinated, that would put our hospital system under risk. So obviously he's pushing for a 90% plus vaccination rate. Remember, the government hasn't put a target on it yet. But that's something that Rob Fife, the former Air New Zealand CEO and former chair of Icebreaker, wants the government to do. And I can see why everyone's keen to see a target to understand what it would take to open up the, the economy and our society a bit more. There's more bad news for Judith Collins. No shortage there. Uh, After a poll yesterday from Curia, C-U-R-I-A, which is the normal National Party internal pollster, found support in early September for National at a record low 21.5% and support for ACT at 15%. And there is various... um, Behind the scenes chatter about how uh, Judith Collins's time as National Party leader must be coming to an end. We'll see. On the climate change front, uh, big news out overnight from Climate Tracker saying that none of the commitments made so far by the major economies to reduce emissions will go anywhere near uh, keeping the warming of the climate to under 1.5 degrees. Celsius and um, New Zealand isn't really doing its bit either. James Shaw came out yesterday and said COVID meant that the government hadn't come up with a emissions reduction plan that it needed to, to respond to the Climate Commission and also to uh, have something to take with us to the Glasgow conference, which James Shaw is going to fly to Glasgow for. It begins in uh, just on a month's time. Uh, just just on, sorry, a month and a half's time. And that um, is a worry for New Zealand. Also on the climate change front, the Kapiti Coast limb debacle is back. You might recall a few years ago, um, the Kapiti Council wanted to point notices onto people's land information memorandums, limbs, on their properties, saying this property is vulnerable to coastal erosion or rising sea levels. Um, the 
uh, owners of those properties, of course, went straight to court to say, you cannot put that on our limbs, that will hurt our property values. And that was eventually, def- uh, the move by the council was eventually defeated in the court. Well, it's back. Um, there are moves afoot to try and put back into the limbs some sort of warning about climate change. This really is all about who bears the cost of climate change and whether there should be anything such as moral hazard in this situation. Because, of course, the um, simplest and most cynical thing to do in this situation is to buy yourself a big old beachfront property and pay a lot of money for it. And when the sea starts nibbling away at your wall, you go straight to the council or the government and say, you must pay for this wall. I had no idea about climate change. And no one told me on the limb that that the sea levels were rising and uh, it's not my fault. Someone else needs to pay. And then, of course, all of those people who don't own property or maybe own property back further from the coast and who made a conscious decision not to buy beachfront property end up paying for those people to have new seawalls built or whatever uh, is needed to adjust to uh, climate change. In theory, uh, there's going to be a new act, the Climate Change Adaptation Act, which will start specifying to councils who pays for relocating properties, building up walls, dealing with um, uh, problems of floods, fires, that sort of thing. And uh, this will be an interesting one to watch. The Kapiti Coast Lim debacle, it's back. Also news out of Wellington that its official Wellington's rents at uh, $600 median is now the highest in the country. And uh, it's not a surprise for people here in Wellington, but um, just goes to show you how much pressure there is on there. Now, what's happening uh, around the rest of the world overnight that you should know about? Uh, In China... The government there has launched another crackdown. They're really going after all sorts of big businesses at the moment. The latest is into casinos in Macau. And the shares in those companies in that are listed in Hong Kong that own casinos in Macau, that's Sands China and Galaxy Entertainment, these shares fell 33% and 20% respectively. The Hang Seng Index fell overnight by 1.8% on these concerns about the latest regulatory probe by the Chinese government and essentially its moves to regain control of the economy from the billionaires. And uh, apparently the next thing they're going to go after is um, cosmetic surgery. Uh, They've already gone for uh, private schools. They've gone after the tech companies. And um, there's clearly a major crackdown going on in China to ensure that the Communist Party remains the most powerful body in the country, led by Xi Jinping. So worth watching what's happening there, as, as we talked about at the top. Uh, China is our largest trading partner. Australia is our second largest trading partner. Australia feels emboldened to tweak the tail of China, in part because it's the only place in the world that has significant deposits of iron ore, which China desperately needs to stimulate its economy, to um, to smelt steel and to um, uh, build infrastructure. It just can't get away from the fact it needs that Australian iron ore. Um, interestingly, in Brazil, they do have competing iron ore deposits, but they can't mine it at the moment because of various um, dam collapses in um, in 
Africa, it's very difficult to get these big iron ore reserves out. So Australia feels um, strong enough to do it uh, because of its reserves of iron ore. And at the moment, it's running a current account surplus because of the record receipts from these uh, high prices of iron ore and all sorts of other things. So uh, what else is happening overnight? Um, Keep an eye out for Evergrande. This is a Chinese property developer, almost the biggest in the country. It is certainly the company with the most debt in the world. It has $300 billion of debt. Remember, the New Zealand economy is worth less than $300 billion a year. So that's a lot of debt. And the Chinese government is telling Chinese banks that it's likely in the next couple of days that Evergrande will default on some of that debt. Some people are worried this could be a bit of a Lehman moment for the Chinese financial system. I'll believe it when I see it. Unlike in America or in Britain, when you have a financial crisis uh, and there are different players with different amounts at stake and not always connected to the government, the government can choose to let companies collapse. In theory, that's what you're supposed to do in a good, clean capitalist system, uh, as we've discovered, of course, since the GFC. And uh, through COVID, um, governments don't like letting banks fail or companies fail and so often bail them out. And that's what's happened in the past in China. To avoid disruption and uh, social unrest, the Chinese government has effectively bailed out savers in these banks and other developers. In this case, it's quite possible the Chinese government could let one of these go in the same way that the American government let Lehman go in those awful months in 2008, they let Lehman grow. There was a complete um, crisis and collapse. And the next one that was going to go was AIG. And the government rescued AIG. So if Evergrande collapses, it will be with a lot of support from the Chinese government. And I'd be surprised if it turned into a an AIG Lehman moment um, for the Chinese economy. Uh, Essentially, everyone running the banks and the the, um, developers um, will do what the government says, and often they're just shunted into a room and told to work it out, um, take haircuts, and then move on. And of course, if you're a saver, a term depositor in the Chinese banking system, there's no complaining to the government about this. Elsewhere, um, Chinese retail sales uh, rose just 2.6% in August. Um, Remember, um, you really need the Chinese economy to be going strongly to cope through COVID. And until now, they have been. Consumers spending plenty of money. They haven't been hit that hard by COVID. They've had very hard and sharp lockdowns, but then come out quite quickly. But there was a big COVID lockdown in Fujian province uh, in the last few weeks in a a shutdown of some ports so logistics are a problem in China so consumer spending just up 2.6 percent economists expected around about seven percent on the inflation uh, uh, on the inflation watch for those people who are worried about inflation taking off in Britain certainly an increase to a nine-year high in the annual inflation rate there in August to 3.2 percent from two percent in July But that overstates the real move a bit because a year ago in August, the government was giving everyone vouchers for cheap restaurant meals. So the year ago comparison, particularly on restaurant and um, bar uh, costs and food, look a lot higher than they actually are. 
Okay, um, watch out also later on in the Dawn Chorus this morning for some good long reads, particularly a scoop from the Wall Street Journal on Facebook showing that uh, it knows exactly how uh, damaging its service is to the mental health, particularly of young women, um, but has chosen not to fix it. Not too much of a surprise for those people who um, have looked closely at Zuckerberg over the years, but yeah, you know, we we've been um, the victims of, of course, Zuckerberg and Facebook's um, unwillingness to control the quality of the information on its service or the ability to live stream. He never changes, and um, it's, there's a lot of people inside Facebook itself who are unhappy with the way he handles these things. It's worth reading that there's a collection of leaked documents. And watch out too for what's happening in the uh, climate change area. A big report out last night uh, showing that uh, countries are well behind and frankly on track to see a three degrees Celsius increase in temperature over the next few decades. So um, keep an eye out for some cheap property in Kapiti and then hope you can uh scream and complain and get someone else to pay for the for the wall um also just watch out um for what's happening in australia uh, on the reserve bank front the australian treasurer has said he will consider a review of reserve bank of australia policy on monetary policy there's a lot of grumpiness growing about the amount of money that the reserve bank of australia is printing and what's happening to house prices not um, too surprising or different to what's happened here in, in uh, New Zealand. But I'll keep an eye out for that and ask whether there should be a review of that monetary policy. Questions of the day for me today is to find out what we think of this new uh, nuclear-powered Australia and uh, are we worried about how China might react. Also, I'm keen to find out what the government's do doing to get vaccine vaccinations mandated overseas a whole bunch of companies are doing it the governments are helping them do it and if we're going to get over 90 percent we're going to really need vaccine mandates um, and uh and also what are we doing to combat anti-vax information i haven't seen many ads on tv or in papers or anything saying uh pushing back at the anti-vax information that's out there or even really pushing hard for people to go and get vaccinated. I know we hear it a lot from the 1pm presser, and we all know we need to, and I'm halfway there. I've got my second shot <laughs> scheduled for a couple of weeks. But, um, you know, I don't see a lot of government pro-vaccination marketing campaigns out there, and we've yet to see any sort of widespread use of, for example, um, lotteries or incentives. Um, New Zealand Steel came out the other day and said they'd pay $150 per employee to get vaccinated. And I see Auckland Airport are uh, giving away prizes, um, TVs and various other things for people to get vaccinated. So that would be interesting. Um, I would have thought Lotto are in a perfect position here to be a, an arm of the government encouraging people to get vaccinated. Set up vaccination booths next to the Lotto uh, stands and give everyone a Lotto ticket. That would be one way to deal with the issue. Okay. There we have it uh, for today, the 16th of September. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Kaka. Again, I welcome your comments and questions uh, in, in the comments below. Um, and uh, we will um, be back again tomorrow morning. 
Kakite Ano.